welcome to the Roar podcast sponsored by Veeam Software. Roar is the brainchild of source to create or S2C, a media and marketing firm. I'm Jennifer O'Brien, the host of Roar and co-founder of S2C. I'm thrilled to be welcoming Anthony Spiteri, Veeam Software's senior global technologist, product strategy to the podcast, which is titled How to Get Savvy and Reduce Costs and Increase Efficiency Migrating Workloads. Anthony is a cloud and service provider technologist with strong system engineering and architectural background. He's previously held architectural lead roles at some of Australia's leading cloud providers. Indeed, he's performed many roles, including network and systems engineer, manager, hosting and cloud, and lead architect. I'm also thrilled to welcome today Nathan Wheat from AWS. Nathan is a sales specialist at AWS responsible for the VMware strategic partnership across Australia and New Zealand. Drawing on a decade of experience at VMware and several years leading the cloud and data center practice at a global consultancy, Nathan is currently focused on helping customers adopt hybrid cloud and bridge the gap between established IT and cloud-based digital innovation. Through the strategic relationship between AWS and VMware, the two leaders in enterprise IT, Nathan works to deliver the most current, relevant, and valued hybrid cloud strategies for customers of all sizes, while supporting the partner ecosystem in the execution of those strategies. So in this episode, we'll be getting down into the weeds of how to reduce costs and increase efficiency migrating workloads. We'll be discussing the importance of migrating mission-critical applications and workloads, how to leverage existing infrastructure people already have, but also how to scale as they grow. And certainly, this is a very important topic at the best of times, and now with remote working and the ongoing corona COVID-19 pandemic and the growing cybercrime activities, it's even more important and something that can't be ignored. Essentially, Anthony and Nathan and I will be discussing how to get savvy and reduce costs and increase efficiency migrating workloads. Indeed, we want businesses to know there's strategies and solutions in place that can help in the complex backup arena, particularly for those AWS customers and partners out there. So let's hear some of the advice. Welcome to the show, Anthony and Nathan. Now, Anthony, I'll ask you, you've worn many hats. You're an engineer, an elite architect. So what are the major pain points and challenges that organizations face today? What are you hearing? Yeah, thanks. So, look, I think obviously you mentioned that the situation today is unlike anything that we've ever seen before experienced, right? So, you know, even before this, um, you know, you think about the last five to 10 years of IT evolution, it was really, you know, the, the, the confirmation of the move to the cloud. We, we all heard it for a number of years that it was happening, you know, the digital transformation. But the reality is, by the start of 2020, it had happened. Most people had workloads spread from on-premises locations to cloud locations on different platforms, SaaS-based, um, private. It's it's just a distributed sort of situation now. So, you know, even before this, people were trying to work out how to best protect their business if a disaster happened. If there was something that caused a malicious um, event within the actual company, within their infrastructure. Um, but then if there was something bigger, like we always talked about events on a global scale, like um, say earthquakes, fires, um, and that sort of thing. But obviously it's this tiny little um, virus that's caused this massive issue at the moment today. So I think the biggest trend that I've seen is certainly that people thought a lot about DR. That was becoming pretty relevant to people. Um, they understood that they needed to take their, their backups and needed to shift them 
not only protect them on premises, but shift them off site into a cloud environment. Um, and that's a, a raw backup we're talking about a point in time. It had shifted more into workload, so it went up the stack a little bit. Um, you know, talking about the actual VM as a workload entity and then maybe moving that into the application. How do you make that available? How do you create a disaster plan for that? But I think one of the things that we didn't bet on was actual business continuity. And that's what's happening today with regards to when you have distributed workforce working from home because of the situation that's happening. How do you create business continuity um, for an enterprise or for a small business? That's what I think people have understood to not really have focused on previously, but certainly within the last sort of two months, it's become a real focus. So, you know, with that, we talk about um, leveraging cloud technologies. We've got Nathan here to talk about one of my favorite cloud technologies of the last couple of years, VMware Cloud and AWS. And from a VM perspective, how do we enable people to make it easy to make their workloads mobile? And then once they're mobile, how do we then protect those workloads on the cloud, no matter where they are? So that's an interesting sort of point to start off from. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Anthony. And if we could maybe build on that, what are some of the trends resonating with customers today? Obviously, there's many, but can you kind of drill down and give us maybe a few? Yes, as I mentioned, I mean, the, the, the trend today is to have workloads distributed, not have everything on premises, but also understand that the end goal today is not to get everything on the public cloud and a hyperscaler cloud. I think that's a huge um, shift from where the market thought we were going a couple of years ago um, to the realization that the cloud is not a charity. Um, it's not the, the panacea or be all and end all, right? So understanding that the trend was to move everything to the cloud, that's kind of been pulled back a little bit. So now people understand that workloads are going to be distributed. You're going to have uh, workload A, application A living on premises, application B living um, in the cloud, application C maybe living on VMware cloud and AWS, and somehow they all have to talk together because that's what makes the business run. So I think that's been a bit of a realization. I see that quite a bit. And again, what we see from that from a Veeam's perspective is that we have to be ready to be able to protect the data no matter what it is and actually help our customers be mobile with that workload, with that data. Okay, thank you. And Nathan, can you tell us about VMware Cloud and how it fits in the current IT landscape, especially today where people are thinking about OPEX versus CAPEX? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can follow on from what Anthony has just introduced there, which is this realization of hybrid cloud, um, meaning that we need a lot of different mechanisms to help customers uh, deliver what their future requirements are for business. So VMware Cloud on AWS is one of those um, one of those mechanisms, one of those options. It's the same VMware hypervisor that has been known and trusted in the industry for 20 years. I was at VMware for a while, um, and a lot of customers run their business on VMware today. The difference here being it's running in uh, an AWS infrastructure, part of our public cloud offering, um, and that's where a lot of companies are putting their focus is moving towards um, a cloud strategy, um, and that may or may not apply to all their workloads, as Anthony said, um, and AWS is at the core of that conversation. Customers just have existing applications, though. So the, the, the challenge is if, if anybody is not a startup organization, they need a place to put applications that already exist. Um, and not all applications are currently well architected for cloud. Um, and VMware Cloud offers a, a way to bring those VMware-based workloads that they have to the cloud very quickly with very little effort. Um, and we're seeing in some cases, some customers migrating entire data centers in a weekend um, when they need to rapidly shut something down or make a decision about where to put their, their dollars. 
Um, other customers, as Anthony's pointed out, uh, they're happy with their current infrastructure, but they can still use VMC to add more capacity for, for additional projects. And um, topical for right now is scaling out for unanticipated demand or a pressure relief for capacity. So our customers see that as appealing um, in the in the current circumstances, but also in general, because they're shifting towards cloud-based operating models, um, consumption-based economics to help deliver what businesses really need now is, is more of that agility. Um, and the current situation is just one example where things change um, and they may not have been in the board plan, you know, two years ago or 18 months ago when budgets were put forward. So that means a reduction in, in CapEx projects um, and big spends and multi-year contracts. Uh, customers are looking for something a bit different. Um, and it's not because they're intrinsically bad. It's just because customers are looking for new abilities, uh, the, the ability to change direction, start initiatives, and not necessarily be constrained uh, by one decision. So that's uh, where, where VMware Cloud fits into the scheme. Okay. And I might get you to touch on what's new and exciting in the hybrid cloud arena. I mean, you may have touched on a little bit of this, but and if you could tell me about some of the backup considerations, I guess, for example, when people are considering when moving into a VMware Cloud situation. Absolutely. Um, I guess there's there's a couple of new exciting things going on um, in the hybrid cloud general conversation. AWS uh, announced and is is delivering today something called Outposts, which is um, AWS services and infrastructure being extended to on-premises locations. Um, that's interesting, um, unexpected for a lot of customers. Um, seeing the cloud as something that can happen on-premises as well. Um, and VMware Cloud's kind of the opposite, where the on-premises world's coming into the public cloud. So uh, that's an interesting development that's happened in the last 12 months, um, and the industry is still um, trying to understand what to do and, and how to make sense of that for themselves. Um, what's really exciting is, is with VMware Cloud having um, – direct access to integrate with all the other AWS native services with, with those applications that they already have. So that can help um, some of those older applications get um, modernized to a large degree by adding something like data analytics on the side or, or connecting those two IT silos together, uh, which have often been very separate. You know, people that run on-premises environments and people that run digital native um, capabilities have often been very segregated from one another. So that's that's where most of our customers looking down this path um, are, are getting excited about the possibilities that now exist between the two working together. Right. Um, the very first example of that, bringing this back to, to Veeam and to Anthony, the very first example of that is how to use the cloud to do backups better. So um, with AWS, we, we use Amazon S3 um, and the low cost tiers, Glacier, Deep Archive um, as targets for what customers still need to do, which is protect their workloads. So they're low-cost services. They're now cheaper than um, tape, which has always been that benchmark of can you get cheaper than tape. Um, and VMware Cloud on AWS um, has that native integration with Veeam that can um, help bring cloud-based protection to VMware workloads, as well as things that live on-premises and uh, whatever else the customer might be doing in cloud-native. Okay, thank you. Anthony, with data protection a central part of the customer's strategy to mitigate risk of their data, um, how can today's businesses protect customer data? What should they be focusing on? 
Yeah, I think if we just go back to Nathan's, you know, following on from Nathan's explanation there in terms of how to protect data and when you get it into the cloud, I think that kind of leads into this. So obviously when you've got a, a Vermiclone AWS is fundamentally the same platform, the same components as what you get on premises. It's just, you know, running on AWS infrastructure, but it's tied intrinsically as well closer to native AWS services. So when you um, basically put workloads on a VMC software-defined data center, Veeam doesn't see it any differently to an on-premises situation. So effectively, customers can, um, if they're existing Veeam customers or have no, no change in terms of how they back up their workloads, if they're a new customer looking for a data solution um, for VMC workloads, then it's really easy to install. Veeam can be deployed out of the cloud marketplace. It can be deployed via automation. But even in a sort of GUI situation, we can have it deployed and backing up within, you know, seven to ten minutes. So it's um, it's really interesting that, you know, VMC has given us the ability to back up in a cloud sort of way but without changing the traditional on-premises um, scenarios that we had before. Um, Nathan mentioned as well leveraging clouds here, um, which is, well, S3, which we have leveraged in our product called Clouds here, which allows us to take the majority of the backup data and shift it to that cheaper uh, storage solution, um, like Nathan said. And that, that just solves a whole heap of problems. It solves a, a lot of um, pain points in terms of cost for customers. And you know, like I said, the cloud is not a charity and you're going to get billed no matter what on the cloud. So if we can help make that more efficient, that's going to be a good thing for customer data. Um, in terms of how it's become central to a customer strategy, you know, I think, again, it just goes back to awareness. Um, data has become so valuable um, for customers. And you know, there's an analogy that goes around about data as a new oil. Um, I actually, I don't like that one because I, I see oil as a finite resource. So I'm kind of more inclined to call data a little bit like uranium. Uh, now, that's interesting because data you know, uranium has a longer half-life. It's there for a much longer time. Um, but data can also be dangerous, okay, in the wrong hands, okay? If you have malicious users, if you have ransomware, um, data can be used against companies. So that's where customers have to start to think that data is so critical, not only from the point of view of um, for um, holding it for a long time for whatever um, sort of plans you have in terms of archiving the data, accessing it due to compliance or regulations, um, it's also about what happens if that data falls into the wrong hands and is used against you, which we've seen quite a number of situations happen with regards to ransomware and data breaches and whatnot. So, look, I think overall people are just becoming more and more aware that data needs to be protected no matter where it is. Again, workloads have become mobile, therefore data has become mobile, and you have to have the ability from a platform perspective, from a backup perspective, to cover and protect that data no matter where it is. So I think that's the key answer to that is that people just need to be, be aware of where it is and then how to protect it and what tools will do that do that easier. Okay. And just quickly, one final thought from each of you. Um, Nathan, if you could give us one key takeaway you want listeners to know. Absolutely. Um, AWS is, is always focused on customer obsession as the first thing. Uh, and that means that we want to help customers get, get what um, matters to their business done. So through AWS services, we help customers with options um, and the options to protect their data in new ways, to choose how much they want to use, uh, the tiers that they want to use um, is really about allowing customers the choice to um, dial up the protection, to dial it down if, as budgets change. 
Um, and working with Veeam, we're, we're really helping to open up the options in ways that are consistent with um, their entire hybrid cloud strategy and um, get on with whatever it is that the, uh, the actual customer's business is. Okay, thank you. Anthony, final thought for you? Yeah, and I think just to wrap up, I mean, the one thing that we didn't talk about was, you know, how do you use VMC from an on-demand perspective, right? So one of the great things that we've been able to work with, um, with Nathan's team, with guys from VMware as a joint effort to leverage a technology like VMC to do on-demand recovery. Um, so that's something that's quite interesting. And I think that really touches on um, a point as well about ongoing costs, because the whole point of VMC to a certain extent is being able to spin it up really quickly within two hours you have a working data center. Now, if you don't want to have it up and running, because obviously when it, once it's up and running, it's costing you money, you know, you can have the option to still have it as an on-demand DR using our technologies, using the VM data protection, leveraging data that we store in Amazon S3 via the clouds here, and then be able to recover that data on a newly provisioned software-defined data center in VMC. So I think that should be a consideration for a lot of people as well um, and a takeaway point from this. Okay, great. Thank you, Anthony and Nathan, for those thoughts. Well, that's the end of our show today. Thank you again, Anthony and Nathan, for your in-depth insights and practical tips about how to get savvy and reduce costs and increase efficiency migrating workloads. To recap a key takeaway, Anthony and Nathan have advised businesses to be ready to protect your data no matter where it is. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye and have a great day.